What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another spectacular episode of Villainous Mode. Here joining me today on this fantastical Friday is Caden. How you doing, my boy? Good. I'm doing pretty well. How about you, Calvin? I'm doing pretty good myself. We got our musical cast party at Craig's Cruisers coming up, so that's exciting. Um, And yeah, anything interesting for you? Yeah, um, I don't really have anything interesting except that it's my brother's birthday this weekend, so yeah, that'll be fun because I, my family's coming over to my house, and that'll be fun to see all of them. Yeah. One other thing for me is I've been watching the Los Angeles Angels baseball. Uh, they're doing pretty good. Eight and six so far, you know, top of their division. Don't really care about the Tigers, and everybody's like, oh, well, you should care for your home team. Nope. I don't care that Miguel Caprero hit. 500 home runs you know i just don't anyway so today we're doing uh pete um you know he's he's in the uh perfectly wretched expansion pack so yeah uh kaden you want to get us started okay let's start taking a look at pete so um so something one thing about pete is that he has these weird goal tokens and so before i talk to you about Pete's objective, I'm just going to explain to you what these goal tokens are. So each of these goal tokens are different things that you need to do in order to win um, the game as Pete. And so there are five of them, but in the end you're only going to need four. Now Pete's objective is that he has to complete the four selected goal tokens. So at the beginning of the game, what you're going to want to do, and this is exact words from the villain guide, Turn the five goal tokens face down, mix them up, and place one at each location. Set the remaining goal token aside. Again, you're only going to need four. <laughs> you may look at the goal tokens at any time, but keep them secret from other players. So, let's take a look at what these goal tokens are. The first one that we'll be taking a look at is Rule the Realm. It says, start your turn with more allies than heroes at each location. So, this one is actually on the easy side because you're only going to need to play, um, you, at minimum, you're going to need to play at one ally at each location, which is not too tricky. But um, it, it can be tricky sometimes to complete this one if you have a bunch of heroes on your board. So, if you have this as one of your objectives, and remember, you can look at your objectives at any time during the game, then you're going to want to make sure that you defeat heroes so that um, it, this one becomes easier. Calvin, do you have anything you'd like to say about this objective? Yeah, um, just one thing. You can't choose the four. You have to randomly pick it, but other than that, it's pretty self-explanatory. Yeah, okay, let's take a look at the next objective. It's called Roundup, and it says, Start your turn with allies totaling 10 or more strength at this location. So this one, I personally don't love this one because it just takes really, really long. And although Pete does have a few allies with some pretty high strength, this one, you're going to need to play a lot of allies in order to complete this one. And it makes it all the worse because Pete has um, some fate cards that allow that allow the fader to discard the allies. So yeah, this one can take a while, but this one's not really this, a super hard one either. Calvin, do you have anything you'd like to add about this objective? Nope, it's pretty hard, so if you get it, just uh, you know maybe try and complete an easier one first. Okay. Next up, this one is one probably one of the easiest ones, but it also is totally up to chance whether or not you'll get this one. 
It's called Win Big, and it says, Gain at least four power from playing Play a Game at this location. Now, Play a Game is a special card in your deck that you need to play in order to complete this goal. And now, there are many Play a Games in your deck, so you will have many chances. But Play a Game, we're, usually we take a look at cards later, but just for the sake of this objective. Play a Game is an effect, and it costs two power to play, and it says, Reveal the top two cards of your deck. Gain power equal to the sum of their costs, and then discard them. So yeah, this one usually it's it's pretty easy to complete and you can usually do it pretty fast because um you can sometimes even complete it by only playing one card. But the thing is like if you draw a condition and then maybe one that costs a card that costs one power, you you gain one power but you don't complete the objective because the or the goal because you need to get at least four power from playing play games. So Calvin, do you have anything you want to add about this objective? Uh, yeah, so there is, like, maybe, uh, sorry, is it the, um, power play one? Yes. Yeah, so, yeah, um. win big. Oh, so, yeah, this one, like Caden said, was, uh, a very easy one to complete. Um, it shouldn't be too hard, so definitely one you're gonna want to hope to get. Yep, that seems right. Okay, next, and we'll be, and I'll mention a few more things about the strategy of, um, completing that goal later. Okay, the next object or the next goal token is Strike It Rich. It says start your turn with at least three items at this location. Well, this one may seem pretty easy. It's actually more difficult than you would think because Pete only has four items in his entire deck and all of them cost three power each. So it's very costly to get all of them. And also, each of his items can only be played to a certain location. For example, an item called Steamboat Willie can only be played to the location Podunk Landing. So yeah, this one can um, be tricky to complete because it just takes a lot of time to move all those items across the board. Calvin? Uh, yeah, so th this one, it's not like too hard, but it's not like super easy either. But you know, I'd say out of all the other ones, it's definitely one you're going to want to get. Okay, next up, the last one is Power Play. It says spend at least six power in one turn while Pete is at this location. This may seem impossible to you, especially if you have a location that only you get this one at a location that only has one play a card action. But Pete does have an ally called Bandit, and its ability is that you can play any number of bandits as one play a card action. So if I had three bandits in my hand, bandits cost two power each, so I could pay six power, which is spending the six power to play all three of those bandits, and um, that would complete me this objective. So this one is actually. It just takes a little while because you have to collect those bandits in order to complete it. Yeah, so one, uh, like, Pete has this uh, three power uh, location. That's probably where you're going to want to get it. But, you know, if you don't, you just have to make do with what you have. Okay, now before we dive into the cards, let's take a quick look at Pete's board. His first location is Frontier Town, which has play a card, gain two power, move an item or ally, and vanquish. His next location is Service Station, which has gain one power, move a card, fate card, and discard. His next location over is the airport, and it has move, an item or ally, fate card, play a card, and gain one power. And his last location, Podunk Landing, has discard, play a card, play another card, and gain three power. So now with that all out of the way, we're going to start taking a look at um, some of Pete's cards. So let's start by taking a look at his allies. So Pete doesn't have very many allies, but let's start by taking a look at what might, might be the most important one, which is Bandit. 
Bandit costs two power to play and has a strength of three. And it says you may play any number of bandits as part of the same play card action. So having a bandit can actually help you with more than one of these um, gold tokens because it can help you with all any of the ones that it can help you with roundup and rule the realm which are both ones that include you having allies so if you play more than one bandit it's just a really great way to get a bunch of allies on your board fast and this one can also help you complete power play which is the one where you spend at least six power as we explained earlier because you can you can play as many bandits as you want as one play a card action so you could spend i've spent up to eight power playing bandits before in fact i did that just yesterday or no two days ago yeah a few days ago and i was playing with calvin calvin yeah so i think bandit is um a really good card definitely like i'd say one of the best cards in his deck um because it can help you complete uh several uh goals like the um rule the realm like have more allies than heroes uh at this uh at all locations or like have allies totaling strength of 10 so it can really help you uh, g uh complete a lot of goals Okay, let's take a look at the next one. Horse. Horse has a strength of two and costs one power to play. It says, when horse is played, you may move an ally or item in your realm to any location. So this one, it, horse is good for completing any of the ones that you need allies to do, such as roll the realm or roundup. But it, this one is also good for um, completing strike it rich because, as I said before, the items can only be played to certain locations. So horse is a really quick and very cost-effective way to move them to another the location that they need to be at quickly. Colin? Yeah, so this is a good card because if you have that uh, item objective where you have to have three items at one location, you can just, you know, move it there. So, yeah. Okay, next up we're going to have Cricket. Cricket, is a, Cricket has one strength and costs one power to play. It says, each time a hero is played to your realm, you may move Cricket to that hero's location. So Cricket really isn't my favorite ally in Pete's deck. The only thing that it can do really is just quickly move to the location of a hero. So Cricket's really not, unless you need to have allies at every, at every location, then I wouldn't probably waste your time. Well, I mean, it can have its uses, but it's really not a very, in my opinion, a very important card. Uh, yeah, I, I, I just wouldn't play him unless you don't have to, so yeah. Okay, next up, our last ally is Parrot. Parrot costs one power to play and has one strength. It says when Parrot is played, choose, it, choose a card from your discard pile and put it in your hand. So this one can be useful because sometimes, if you remember back to earlier when I was talking about the card Play a Game, um... Play a game has you draw two cards from your deck and then discard them. So if you maybe accidentally discard a card that you need to win while doing play a game, this is a great way to get that card back quickly. Calvin? Yeah, uh, you basically said it all. I don't have anything to add. Okay, next up we're going to be taking a look at Pete's items. So again, one of the objectives, which is Strike It Rich, has Pete has to have at least three of these items at one location. And all of these items cost three power. So let's take a look at the first one, which is Steamboat Willie. It says Steamboat Willie can only be played to Podunk Landing. And when you play it, the location that you play it to or it is moved to gains a move, an item, or ally action. So this can actually be useful because, for example, if if you had to have all of your if your um, Strike It Rich goal token is at the airport and you went and you moved to Podunk Landing and played Steamboat Willie to Podunk Landing, you could instantly move it to the airport by using um, the move 
an item or ally action that it automatically gains. So, Calvin, do you have anything you want to add? Uh, no. Okay. Next up, we're going to be taking a look at Jalopy. It's a Jalopy costs three power, and it says Jalopy can only be played to the service station. This location gains play a card. So, the, the thing about, um, so one strategy that you can use Jalopy for is the one, um, is, um, um, power play, which is the one where you have to spend at least six power. Because, for example, if you had, th um, a, two cards, like, if you had Jalopy plus two other items in your hand, you could play Jalopy to the airport, for example, and then on your next turn, move to the airport and play, using the play card action, one of your items, which would be three, and then use Jalopy's ability to play another one, which is three more, which gets you your cost of six, and it also allows you to play three items on your board. So yeah, this one can also be useful in completing the goal Strike Your Rich and also completing the goal Power Play. Yeah. Uh, so it's a good, it's a pretty good card. Oh, uh, you know, can definitely help you complete some goals. So yeah. Okay. Next card is Stolen Cargo, and it says Stolen Cargo can only be played to the airport. This location gains gain one power. So this one, it can be useful if you're needing to gain power, but um, in the end, I really don't usually play this card unless I have to um, do the Strike It Rich goal. Colored. Yeah, I, I also wouldn't play it unless you have to use the Strike It Rich goal. But again, it could help you with the item goal, which I think that might be the same. I don't know. My brain's being weird today. Yes, it is. Um, no, no, I didn't mean it. Like oh, your brain was weird. I was going to say. Yes, it is the item goal. Strike It Rich. Um, um, the next one, our final item is Bank Loot, which also costs three power. It says Bank Loot can only be played to Frontier Town. This location gains gain one power. So it's basically the same thing as Stolen Cargo, except that instead of being played to the airport, it can only be played to Frontier Town. Calvin, do you have anything you want to add? No, just uh, remember he has four items, so you only you can only afford one of them to get discarded. Mm-hmm. Okay, our next card is actually, it's, we're starting with our effects, and this is actually a pretty useful effect. It's called Sneaky Pete, and it says, draw two cards into your hand, then put one card from your hand on the top or bottom of your deck. So this one can be useful if you're trying to complete the um, win big, which is where you have to win four power from playing play a game. Because if you have an item in your hand and you also have Sneaky Pete in your hand, you could play Sneaky Pete and then use it to put that item on the top. And items cost three power when you're Pete. And so that would already have you three of the four power which you need to complete when big. So, Calvin? Yeah, so definitely a very useful card. Um, also uh, helpful if you don't really like the cards that you have. You can get some uh, two new ones. So, yeah. Okay, our second effect is play a game. And I already talked about this one a little bit earlier. And so, play a game. It says, reveal the top two cards of your deck, gain power equal to the sum of their costs, then discard them. And it costs two power. So this one, I hardly ever play it unless I'm trying to complete the um, win big uh, um, goal token. But So yeah, it's just a card that you use. I only use it to complete that usually. Calvin? Uh, yeah, so I only use it if you have to complete the objective. That's just, you know, the only reason you would want to use it. Okay, our last effect is Airstrike, which costs 3 power. It says, move beat to any location with a hero and defeat them, then end your turn. So this one can be very useful, especially because P has some pretty pesky heroes in his fate deck. So this one is actually very useful in order to defeat them. Calvin? Uh, yeah, uh, so like, it's really nice because you can get like, um, get rid of some really bad heroes instantly without having to, like, take super long. 
Um, but I mean, it does have a cost like end your turn. That's a that's a nasty cost, but you know, overall, a pretty good card. Okay, next up is our first condition, Mischief. It says, during your turn after another player gains three or more power, you may play Mischief. Draw two cards from the bottom of your deck, then put one card from your hand on the top or bottom of your deck. So this one is basically just like the opposite of Sneaky Pete, because instead of drawing from the top, you're drawing from the bottom of your deck. And so this one can also be used for basically the same purposes as Sneaky Pete can be used for. Calvin? Uh, yeah, so definitely, you know, I, I'm not like a huge fan of conditions, but, you know, definitely a nice one, you know, trying to cycle through your deck, um, and, yeah. And this is our last card in Pete's Villain deck. It's Outrage. It says, it's a condition that says, during their turn, if another player moves an ally item, you play Outrage. Defeat a hero with a strength of three or less. So this one, as I said earlier, Pete has a lot of pesky heroes, so this one can be useful to defeating heroes, but... As Calvin usually says, I wouldn't hold on to this condition for too long, Calvin. Yeah, that that's one. Like, I don't discard the ones that defeat a hero because I don't really like those ones. They're kind of useless. You know, just discard them. Okay, now let's let Calvin start us on our um, fate, cards. fate cards. So, yeah. Also, if you remember last week's episode with, you know, I'm not changing that. I couldn't find an alternative. Alternative, And it kind of, you know, uh, brings a nice ringtone to it. So, you know. Anyway, uh, starting off with our heroes, we have Goofy. He got a strength of three. When Goofy is played, you may switch the locations of two adjacent gold tokens or move one gold token to an adjacent location without a gold token. So this one uh, is either really good or bad. The good side is you can switch around gold tokens uh, so that Pete will have to, like, uh, uh, have some more work to do. Or it can be bad because you can make it easier by moving uh, a gold token right where Pete wants it. Kaden, your thoughts? I agree with Calvin. This one, maybe if, if if it's like maybe possibly early in the game, I wouldn't maybe play this one if you have something that might be better than it because this one is a risky fate card to play. Yeah. Our next one up is Donald Duck. He's got a strength of three. Pete must defeat Donald Duck before defeating other heroes. So this one, like, if you have, like, a really good hero in your realm, uh, this, and is doing a lot of bad stuff to Pete, uh, Donald Duck can keep them out there, but overall, uh, not my favorite hero to play. Kaden, your thoughts? So yeah, Donald Duck is, oh, sorry, um, Donald Duck is good if you are, so there's some certain heroes in Pete's deck that can completely stop him from winning. And Donald Duck is really good to play if Pete has those specific heroes in his realm because it makes it way longer of a process trying to defeat them. Calvin? Uh, yep. So next up, we have Mickey Mouse, strength of five. Pete cannot complete goals. Mickey Mouse is, you know, he's a little tough guy. He's he got some rabies in his teeth, and uh, he, yet he still is, like, you know, driving a boat, acting like a normal mouse. But, yeah, so he's a real pain in the butt. But, you know, it's just the card says it all. He can't complete goals. Your thoughts, Kaden? Yeah, Mickey Mouse is one of the worst fake cards in the deck. And this is a good opportunity to play Donald if Mickey Mouse is on the board. Because, um, yeah, it will just it will just take Pete longer amount of time to um, complete his objective, or his goals. Kelvin? All right, next up we have Oswald the Lucky Rabbit. Has a strength of two. The amount of power that Pete gains from play game is reduced by one power. So this is good if uh, Pete's uh, play game goal has not been completed yet. Uh, it can potentially stop him from winning. Kaden, your thoughts? So yeah, this one makes it it makes it very close to impossible for well, not quite impossible, but it makes it really really hard for Pete to complete the um, 
win big objective, which is the one with play a game. So if you have if you have the win big objective in your realm, you're gonna want to get rid of Oswald the Lucky Rabbit as fast as you can. All right. Next up, we have Pluto. He has a strength of two. When Pluto is played, you may move an item in Pete's realm to Pluto's location. Uh, so this one is uh, uh, can mess up his item one, where you have to have uh, the three items in one location. I don't remember all the goals' names because I uh, strike it. Yeah, uh, strike it rich. Yeah, I don't play Pete that much. Um, but yeah, Kaden, your thoughts? Yeah, this one. If if you notice, Pete has like a bunch of items in one location. Um, this one is a good, it's it's good to play because, um, it can stop Pete from completing the Strike Your Rich Goal, as Calvin said. So, yeah. Alright, next up, we have Minnie Mouse. Uh, she has a strength of four. When Minnie Mouse is played, you may discard an ally or item from Pete's realm. So, this one can stop, uh, like, the have, uh, t like, allies totaling, uh, ten strength of more, uh, the rule the realm objective, or the strike it rich, so she can stop, you know, all of those. Well, technically only one of them, but, like, you know, potentially one of those. So, yeah, Minnie Mouse can stop one, two, three out of the five goals she can potentially stop if, um... Pete, so um, if Pete's getting close to completing them. So Minnie Mouse is actually <clears throat> a pretty good hero to play if you play her at the right time. And also she has a strength of four, which is pretty high too. Yep. Next up is Clarabelle Cow. When Clarabelle Cow is played, you may reveal one golem uh, token in Pete's realm. This is good for like future games because, or future fates, because uh, that way you can know where it's at and uh, just play the right fate card to stop Pete from completing that objective. She also has a strength of two. Your the thoughts, Kaden? One thing Kayden? I might want to add about Clarabelle Cow um, and all and Pete in general is that once a gold token is revealed, you can't unreveal it, which means that it's revealed for the entire rest of the game. So it can get pretty annoying if somebody has revealed one of your goal tokens because then they can just see it for the entire rest of the game. Yep. All right, next up is Horus Horse Caller. She has a strength of two. Oh, oh, dang. Uh, when Horus Horse Caller is played, you may move an ally or item to any location. So this is really good because it can uh, potentially affect, uh, like, Minnie Mouse, like, three of the five goal tokens. Your thoughts, Caden? Yeah, just as Calvin said, um, this one can, it's a very, it's a pretty good fate card. I would say it's probably pretty, it's not quite as good as Minnie Mouse, A, because you, you, um, it doesn't have very much strength as much as Minnie Mouse, but, um, it's pretty good, and, um, no, nah, it's pretty good. You know, I don't want to take away anything away from it. It's pretty good. He says it's pretty good. All right, next <laughs> up is Tired. Pete loses half his power rounded down. So this is pretty good um, if just, you know, Pete is like that one Bill Gates player uh, that you can, you know, bring him back down to like a solid Jeff Bezos. Uh, Kaden, your thoughts? I thought Jeff Bezos was richer than Bill Gates. Yeah, I don't know. Jeff They're Bezos has $100 billion. Never mind. Okay. Anyways. Um, this one can um, potentially stop the um, power play um, goal token because in order to for that one for Pete to complete that one he has to spend at least six power and you can't spend six power if you don't have six power so this one can be useful um, for that purpose. All right, and it can also just plain old slow Pete down if um if um if if he had, um yeah just because it's harder to play cards. So. Alright, next up is Hyde, discard a bandit in Pete's realm. So this is really good because the bandits are a really bad ally. 
that can help potentially Pete win. So as an opponent, you're definitely going to want to play this card. And yeah, Kaden, your thoughts? Okay, one thing about bandits is that if 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 they are used in the correct fashion, they can help Pete complete roundup, win big, rule the realm, and power play, which is four out of the five goal tokens. So uh, um, those can um those bandits can be really really useful. So um yeah, you if you get this card and there's a bandit like Calvin and I were playing and I was being Pete, and he successfully stalled me for about two or three turns just because he kept drawing this fake card and I and I needed my, some of my bandits in order to win. So yeah, that one's actually a pretty pretty useful fake card. Yeah. Next up is Outlawed. Pete loses up to two power. You may reveal one gold token in Pete's realm. So this is pretty good. He loses power. Um, and you get to reveal a gold token. So another like future fake card to help you decide which fake cards to play to affect the revealed gold token. Kaden, your thoughts? Yeah, this one can be good because um as Calvin said, it can reveal the goal token, which is just plain good because it helps you plan your strategy for the rest of the game. And it also, it's always nice when that you can just take power away from someone. So, All right. Pretty good. Our last fate card, Knock Silly. Reveal the top five cards of Pete's deck. Discard the cards with a cost of two or more and return the rest to the top of the deck in random order. So this is pretty good because um, it is uh, able to stop play a game. Um, which is the easiest goal, I think, for Pete to complete. So, yeah, uh, pretty easy to stop. Kaden, your thoughts? Yeah, this fake card is actually pretty good because, um, as Calvin said, it can stop playing um, play Pete from successfully playing a game. And, um, yeah, especially because, um, because you're discarding all of them with two, and then you're putting all the rest back on top, so all the rest of them are going to have a cost of one or less, which makes it impossible for Pete to complete his, um, um, his, um, what's it called, win big, um, goal. So yeah, this one is a pretty useful fake card if you notice that Pete has possibly been trying to play a game a lot in order to complete that objective. Alright, so that's it for us. We were on the clock here because we have our musical cast party in like 20 minutes, so this episode probably wasn't as good as others. Uh, it, it might have felt a little bit rushed. I made a few mistakes, stutters. I bumped the microphone with my arm when reaching for a card. <laughs> and Garage Band, the little sound waves went like, and I was like, oh, darn. Um, but yeah, so we'll get another episode to you guys sooner, probably better than this. But uh, yeah, Kaden, anything you want to add? Yeah, next time we'll be doing our last villain in the perfectly wretched box, which is which is um, Mother Gothel, who is actually probably a real... She's a really tricky. Yeah. She's pretty tricky to win as. So yeah, we'll be diving into that next time. But for now, we'll, we'll see you later. Yep. Also, feel free to shoot us an email at villainousmodepodcast at gmail.com uh, if you have any questions. I'm assuming none of you will, but hey. See ya. Goodbye.